Well, hey there, everybody. Welcome to episode four of Rate the Record Podcast. Good way to start the episode, I suppose. This is relevant, I promise. I'll get into it in that in a, uh, like a very quick second. Freaky. Exactly. And you're here with Chris and... Savannah. Hey, that's us. We're back once again. We're always going to be back anyways. I don't know why I say that every single week. It's like 10 years from now, and we're back. Yes, we know you're back. You haven't gone away. Are you shocked or surprised? <laughs> the answer should be no. <laughs> but anyways, yes, that's us. We're here for episode four today. But before we go any further, I would just like to remind you that if you're watching the YouTube version of this podcast, please hit that like and subscribe button. We are trying our darndest here to, you know, get all the support we can because it's very much appreciated. We mm -hmm. want to be able to build the community over there. And, of course, we need that sweet, delicious custom URL that we still do not have. We, I, I just want it to be YouTube.com slash Savannah. Uh, so we also need monetization so I can buy that from whoever. Just an, just an aside. We can't just call it your name, though. What about me? I'm here, too. What am I, the underling? Oh, yeah, my bad. <laughs> but also, too, let's not forget about the audio listeners out there. If that is indeed you and you can't see our faces right now, well, first off, you're missing out. But also, you can follow and subscribe on whatever audio platform you happen to be listening to right now. So that yes. would also do wonders for us. So, uh, if you've been here for the previous episodes before, welcome back. It's great to see you again and great to hang out. But if you're brand new here, also welcome to you too. We hope you enjoy your stay and become part of the discussion of all this music. Yes. yes. If you don't know what the podcast is about, let us me briefly explain it to you. Each week, Savannah and I will choose a record, either by random, uh, special occasion type thing, viewer's choice. There's a bunch of options that we can yes. choose records from. But regardless, we pick one every single week, we will discuss it at length, we'll rank the songs, and then, ta-da, title card, rate the record. Oh, I wasn't sure what we were going to do, but I'm really glad that we're rating the record on Rate the Record. And just like me, when I intro the show and say we're back once again, I think you've made that, that same <laughs> comment like three or four times now. I didn't it know we were doing stop. this. It'll never stop. When It'll we're celebrating stop. special episode 50 or 100, it's like, we're rating a record? <laughs> What am I where here have for? You, where have you been the whole time? I thought we were talking about sandwiches today. <laughs> Something random and insignificant. <laughs> but anyways, yes, that's what we do on the show. And today is all about, and this time for the YouTube viewers, um, I finally got the record to pull up because I didn't do this last time for Daughters. We're doing Malibu Ken's self-titled album. I what hate the cover. I hate it so much. What if I did this? I like that for some reason, but the front cover with the the idea of like used gross band-aids and leaky <laughs> pimples is just it's uh too much. It's too much. And that's also where the mask came in at the beginning. It's also reversible, so it's just a big meat face. <laughs> to the audio listeners, again, I gotta keep I gotta keep remembering that you're there. We haven't forgotten about you. Uh the vinyl record, it's a yeah, disgusting face of this cartoon guy who's supposed to be Malibu Ken. And then you open up the 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 page there, or like the the cover, and then it's just his face taken off. It's a big, gross, meaty, dead face. It's like his face is off, like the movie Face Off. I want his face off. <laughs> off. Oh boy. 
I remember that one. But yeah, we are talking about Malibu Ken today. But before we dig into that, the same thing we do every week, we like to give a little disclaimer before the episode starts to make sure that we're all on the same page, that we can be cool with things, whether or not we agree or disagree. No assholes in the comments or anything, just discussion uh-huh. of the music. So before we get the album, Savannah, if you would please, with the disclaimer. <clears throat> The following thoughts and opinions we're going to discuss on Rate the Record regarding this album are strictly of our own personal interests. We are not professional musician, music reviewers. Wow, you'd think I'd get this. We are I'm not a musician, professional but I'm not music. professional. <laughs> <laughs> I can strum a few chords. We are not professional music reviewers. We are no. simply two friends having fun, discussing, and listening to music. We encourage respectful discussion and friendly banter of each episode, but we do not condone and will not tolerate bullying or belligerence based on the opinions of ourselves or others. This podcast is a casual and for fun project, and you are welcome to take what we say regarding the albums we rate with a grain of salt. Yeah, there we go. Get better with my lip syncing, too. <laughs> so that Soon is, I won't have to read it. Hopefully we'll have it memorized at some point, but I have a feeling it'll never get memorized. We'll oh, be like, no. uh, don't be stupid. Okay, next yeah, thing. <laughs> don't be stupid, stupid. But yeah, that is our disclaimer. Let's just be cool about things, even if you like or dislike what we say about your favorite albums or your favorite songs. But speaking of your favorite album, if it happens to be Malibu, Ken, good news, we're digging Woo. into it now. We are yes. getting started. So, wait a minute, here comes a, uh, a beer moment. There uh, we go. That, that stays in the oh, podcast now. Well done. Well done. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to go ahead and cut that out. I'm leaving that in. Yep. It's, <laughs> Get, it's a, uh, it's a, I can't think of the right word. The, um, never mind. You know what? Let's just cut that part out. Oh no, it's all staying in at this point. <laughs> If, I, if I'm leaving in my burp, I'm leaving that in as well. My brain is leaking out my That's ears. what happens when you drink carbonated beverage, folks. Anyways, Malibu Ken. Let's yes. get on with it. So usually each week when we start the episode, we talk a little bit about the band and the album itself, and then we get into the songs. This one's a little different because it's not necessarily a band as it is a project, a collaboration between two different people. So uh, I will be reading the description for this, but it's a little lengthier because I, I'm talking about each individual artist and then how Malibu Ken came to be. So, Malibu Ken is a one-and-done hip-hop project fronted by rapper, producer, and composer Aesop Rock, born as Ian Matthias Bovitz from Sioset, New York. I think I said that right. Sioset, Sioset. Anyway, that's irrelevant. And multi-instrumentalist and producer by the name of Tobacco, born Thomas Feck in Pennsylvania. Feck is the frontman for experimental rock band Black Moth Super Rainbow, as well as as his (coughs) own solo project, Tobacco, minus the cough. I love how that was a good tie-in for coughing and mentioning tobacco. Don't smoke, kids. Very little is actually known about tobacco because he keeps his life very private and rarely does interviews, so he's a very hard man to figure out. Whereas Aesop Rock, on the other hand, has been active in the music scene since 1996. He graduated with a bachelor's degree in 1998 from Boston University for Visual Arts. His EP, Daylight, made it to number 15 on Billboard's U.S. independent charts. He was commissioned by Nike in 2006 to create a 45-minute instrumental track for their running system through Apple's iPod, and it was released in February 2007. Uh, Maybe I'll link it in the description if I remember to do that, because it actually it's pretty cool. I'm pretty sure it's on YouTube anyway. 
Also in that year, Black Moth Super Rainbow opened for Aesop Rock on his North American tour. Rock originally appeared on the track Dirt on Tobacco's collaboration album Fucked Up Friends. It wasn't until 2018 that the duo announced their collaborative project Malibu Ken was to be released in 2019. So, the self-titled album itself was released January 2019 through Rhyme Sayers Entertainment. The album, though mostly an underground effort, peaked at number 176 on the US Billboard 200. The album produced two singles, Acid King and Corn Maze. Though it hasn't been outright said in an interview, according to a Q&A on Tobacco's Instagram account, there are no future touring or album plans for the duo. Uh, I don't think they're on bad terms. I think it was just meant to be a one-and-done project. Yeah. Huh. And that's, I had no idea that's the whole thing. Cool. Well, that's the I, best part about this segment, though. You learn so much. Yeah, I've I've heard of Aesop Rock, so I definitely under understand the tobacco kind of you know laying low because I have no idea who he is. But uh, I've I've heard you know a couple names thrown out there, but I've never didn't know who they were, what they look like, what their music sounded like, anything like that. So I definitely dove into this. Um, head first not knowing what to expect and in some parts i was pleasantly surprised yes uh as was i because i've actually i've been a tobacco fan for a few years now i haven't known about him for too long but when i found out about him i was just like this is really unique i really like what i'm listening to right now so just i i dug into a few of his albums really enjoyed it and then yeah aesop rock himself which by the way, I have one more note about him. I wanted to leave this to last because this one was super, super impressive. So Aesop Rock actually has the distinction of having the largest vocabulary in all of hip-hop, at least as of 2014. Oh, uh, wow. A 2014 study by Matt Daniels, and I will definitely link this one down in the description because it's just it's a fascinating read. It really is. Um, so this study found that the vocabulary used in his lyrics far surpassed 85 major hip-hop rap and uh, hip-hop and rap artists the works of William Shakespeare and even that of the classic novel Moby Dick so let me break this down super quick uh, it has shown it was shown that his vocabulary is the most expansive in relation to the individually unique to the individually unique words in a rapper's first 35,000 lyrics meaning across singles EPs albums collaborations. 35, wow. Your first 35,000 words written, and he has the most unique words in those 35,000. His number sits at 7,839 unique words in the first 35,000, which Moby Dick has 6,022 within the first 35,000 words of the book, and Shakespeare himself only used 5,170. Imagine sitting there and counting and keeping track of that. That's wild. Well, yeah, someone, uh, someone uh, this Matt Daniels guy, he, I believe he scoured a lot of uh like lyric sheets and everything like that across the net and like use some like sort of algorithm stuff or something along the lines of that again wow. it'll be linked in the description of no matter where you're listening to this too i'll try to link it absolutely anywhere oh, uh yes. but yeah just the fact that and he, also he's super articulate when he's like when he raps like it is so clear you can understand every word he says just yes this this guy is a treasure to the rap world if you're a rap fan like and you don't know who this guy is you're missing out but with all of that said, we can finally dig into the album itself. Yes, 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 yes. So the very first song on the album is actually the second single from the album, and that is Corn Maze. So, Susanna, what are your thoughts on Corn Maze? 
Well, I guess I'm going to preface everything with I don't really listen to hip hop too much. Um, Fair. I've never actually listened to an entire album and paid attention to it. So I guess my review is kind of more based on did I like it? Did I not like it? Because it's hard for me to talk about the drums and guitars and things that I know when there's an absence of them. So just as a, a little spoiler, you're going to get a lot of I like the synths. Um, so for this one, um, because I didn't know what I was getting into, I am very pleased that it wasn't lyrically what I would associate with hip hop, just sort of typically. Oh yeah. Um, I'm listening to it and I'm like, okay, like I'm hearing some of the metaphors and sort of analogies that he's using. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm seeing this. I'm, I'm visualizing Again, it. Again, very articulate and clear with what he's saying. Oh, definitely. And it's it's not, you know, guns and streets and cars and stuff. And I like that. I like that a lot. And um, I don't know. I, I like that the, the beat stayed relatively constant throughout. So then you really are focusing on the lyrics. Yeah. And uh, that's, that's very true with all of that. Um, I personally, I do like rap music. It's not like the biggest thing in my life, but I don't like all rap. I'm not really into like mumble or trap or anything like that. Uh, SoundCloud. Like I, I like, no, you know, the, I like the gangster rap of the 80s and 90s. Uh, I like stuff, obviously, like this album, which is kind of crazy. Uh, I'm huge on Death Grips. If anyone knows who that is, God, we all have to dig into Death Grips one day. That shit is insane. Um Okay. But yeah, like there there I like certain types of hip hop and rap and everything like that, and this is definitely one of them. Um but also as you were saying too that you're not so big into it yourself. I, I think that's kind of the best part about doing a review like this is because we've like maybe not so much for me, but you get to step out of your comfort zone. And so I you, definitely did. <laughs> yeah, you get to experience something new and so to, well not so much new, but just like something you're not familiar with. So you really have to pay attention and give like a fresh perspective on it. Mm-hmm. So what I thought about the song, though, is uh, yes. it is this is a really chill track. Uh, maybe not the best start to the album, but I thought it was still pretty solid. Um, the, right in the beginning, uh, I think it's the second verse. You already have your roll credits moment where he actually says, wake up, listen to Malibu Ken. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I can just turn off the album now. It's over. <laughs> all, all I thought was he said it. He said the thing. <laughs> he said their name. Yeah. And um, this is, okay, so this next point, this is my preface for the entire album because, again, like last week with Dream Theater when I said, like, oh, the production's super tight and everything like that, blah, blah, blah. Same thing goes with this one. Uh, so I have this point that this counts for every song, that Aesop Rock is just amazing, and if you know who Tobacco is, it's even better. So hearing his production all over this album is fantastic. So, like, just Aesop always sounds amazing. Tobacco's, like, really bizarre style of production shines brightly in this album so i mean it's fantastic i love it and kind of going along with other songs in this album too i really dig how retro everything feels with like the synths and everything like that and just the soundscapes yeah. uh even in this particular track like uh it has a very bit crushed drum like it sounds like it's like a broken sample mm -hmm. i really like that though because it doesn't really overwhelm the track and it lets you know what's going on and what you're getting into so yeah i really like this one it, it is not the worst. I, I don't know how to review this other than it sounded good. I listened to it more than once. Yeah, I just scrolled down to look at my uh, rankings to see where I placed it. And yeah, it makes sense to me where it is. We'll get into that later. Because now yes. we go into the next track. It's just another Tuesday.
God, this this is a this one's a, an absolute banger. This I like is this it. song. <laughs> Tuesday is so much fun. I I liked it. Um, it definitely painted a lot of images in my head of just sort of I don't know, uh, kind of what I saw was just you know not having the energy to do anything. Just sort of I I don't know. It's it's hard to describe what I see, but what I see is incredibly relatable, and this this ranked fairly high. There's not a mushroom growing in your car. That you don't have a black mold bathtub, do you? Do you have mayonnaise only in your fridge? Okay, well, I'm English and I don't I don't have ketchup with my fries, so yes ah, for the mayo, yes. no for the tub. Fair enough, because when you said relatable, I was like, oh no, it better not be that relatable. <laughs> the feelings, the feelings inside. Yeah, like just the, like I I don't care, I don't want to do anything. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. The, the lyrics are absolutely hilarious in this, and again with uh, Aesop's style of rapping, very straightforward. You understand everything he's saying. And I mean, uh, even beyond the lyrics, like throughout the whole song, you get that like that chopper kind of synth yeah. that just kind of like drives through the entire track. I really like stuff like that. It sounds super clean. Actually, I believe like this song is probably the cleanest, most polished production on the entire album. And I really love that. And I really love like uh, in the verses how things change up every once in a while. Like I like how the vocoded uh, like vocals come in and kind of harmonize while Aesop's mm-hmm. rapping. I love stuff like that. It's really great. Yeah. I uh, I have to say that after the second or third time that I heard it, all I'm thinking is, it's just another Tuesday. And I'm like, oh my God, get out of my head. Sunday, Monday, happy days. <laughs> Tuesday is Tuesday. <laughs> just the way he says it, it's just kind of like a a drop and, and you feel like a, a physical drop. And I'm like, I like that. It, it adds to the kind of... I don't know, emotional heaviness of the song where it's just like, oh, you feel sluggish and ugh. I get ugh. all giggly. Like, I understand the <laughs> lyrics and everything because, again, very straightforward, yeah. but, like, I just get giggly when I listen to this. <laughs> I also like how a lot of the lines are delivered, especially the one part where it's, like, unsaid prayers, undead raccoon hat. Like, he just holds on to it. <laughs> and I just, like, it always makes me smile. I love that. And I feel like this would have been the best radio single for the album, but it wasn't. Yeah. But also, I kind of like that it wasn't because it then feels like a hidden gem at that yes. point. Yeah, so yeah like exactly. Y- you hear like Acid King or Corn Maze, which we'll get into Acid King a little shortly. Um, that's an amazing track as it is. But yeah, so like you hear those, you're like, oh, okay, so that's the album. So then you listen to it, and then you hear a track like this, and it's just banger. There it is. Wasn't yeah, ready really for that su- one. I'm surprised at the ones that I like the most because I'd like to think that I am the um, best uh, judge of everything. Um, Including hip hop music. (laughs) That the, well, I might be after this episode, um, that the ones that I like weren't singles because I tend to gravitate towards Mm. the more marketable sort of easier listening ones. So like you said about the sort of diamond in the rough sort of untapped thing. I, I like that it's, it's exciting to hear. Oh, yeah, it is. And uh, again, I, I think this album has a couple more like little gems like that, so it'll be interesting to dig into. Oh, yeah. Uh, the next track isn't necessarily that, but it's not a bad track, though. Uh, Save Our <laughs> Ship is song number three. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to start this one off right away by saying, uh, if I'm someone can correct me, especially if you're really good with music theory, uh, but a 5-4 time signature in a hip-hop track 
because I was sitting there like nodding my head. I'm like, wait a minute, this doesn't feel like four four like a, for usual. So like I was sitting there counting, and I got five four. So it's just it works so well. I really like that they pulled this off because you don't again you don't really hear that in this style of production. Yeah, I I am a simple woman. I liked the keyboards and synthy part. Um, I guess the there's kind of like a brighter keyboard synthy part that follows. Um, it uh, after the last two songs, I know that Tuesday was kind of a little different for sort of the vocal melody, but I feel like his kind of maybe it's the tone of his voice that just kind of sounds the same across all of them. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of starting to sound the same to, you know, unexperienced ears. And it was the synth for me that I'm like, okay, I'm going to stick it out. I'm going to listen to the rest of this because I enjoyed that. I think that's what you'll find across a lot of the album too. And especially with like a lot of hip hop too. Cause yeah, the vocal melodies and stuff don't change up too much, mm -hmm. but like it's usually the instrumentals behind it. That'll drive a song. Yeah. But yeah, this this one uh, did, did, did obviously felt different from Tuesday and everything like that. Kind of on that note too, I have written like, is it possible to both love both love the writing and production, but also feels uh, feels kind of out of place. Mm -hmm. So like, I really like it, but yet at the same time, I don't know. Just like it didn't sit the best with me through this one. Like this track didn't grab me like as much as the other two so far. Yeah. But I still liked it though, and I mean, like again, ASAP Rock can rap over literally anything. You could, which that's coming up later. There's some, there's a big note on that coming up later, and you'll know when we get there. But yeah, I I like the song, but probably not as much as other people might. Yeah, I I agree with that. I listened to it and I was like, I kind of just want to go back and listen to Tuesday again. <laughs> I have a feeling your number one might be Tuesday, but we'll get to that later. I have a feeling you're gonna have to wait. Yo, well, I mean, I have no choice but to wait. <laughs> I mean, through the magic of editing, I could put the end in right here, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> oh, we gotcha. But we are going to move on to song number four, and that is Sword Box. Tell yes. us about Sword Box, Savannah. All right, so my first line says, again, I might just be a fan of synths. Um, synths are great. <laughs> I, I, oh, what did I put? Oh, I like the panning. Um, I think it was maybe halfway, if not maybe three quarters of the way through the song. I could hear it kind of go left to right slightly as the music was going. I enjoy that to a point. This, it definitely added to it. I like that. Yeah. Um, and I drifted from paying attention to the music and paying attention to the lyrics. Mm -hmm. And I definitely like the backtrack um, a lot in this one. Yeah, this I, I kind of have a note revolving around that too because like I say that I love this the like the sweeping old string feeling synths all throughout the song. Mm -hmm. That that was uh, really enjoyable. I love how the chorus picks up uh, just enough to like have the energy pick back up a little bit because the verses are like a little tamer. I, I use the word tame a lot. I need I really yeah. need a thesaurus. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like when the at least the chorus picks up just enough where it like kind of gets you going again, mm -hmm. and. Yeah, it's like with the towards the end of the song and everything. Like as much as I love that dirty low buzzing synth towards the end of the song, that kind of comes in out of nowhere. I felt that like that section probably didn't need to be there. Yeah, but I I still like the sound of it. But yeah, just probably could have done without. Yeah, but I mean, it's not a bad song. Like uh, I won't spoil it, but like I rated it well enough. It was not the worst. Uh -huh, there's that line again. <laughs> yep, I I don't I like I said I don't really have uh, much of a educated notes 
for this album, but um, I liked that one. Well, that's okay, um, man. Like your your notes are yours, and like they don't have to be the most like sophisticated, like pompous, like reviews going in, right? So, <laughs> I mean, mine aren't all that great either. So I'm just kind of talking up my ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's working. Alrighty then. Well, we'll move on to the next track then, since I think we've uh, spoken all we can about that particular track. So we move on to Dog Years, uh, and this one, I said Tuesday was a banger. This one's a low-key banger. I like this one. Yeah, there you go. Um, I enjoyed the melodic singing. I don't know if it was just modulated talking or what it was, but it was definitely a break from the constant rhymes and rapping and everything up until that point yeah so you're talking about the chorus right i i cannot distinguish verse from chorus so i'm gonna i'm gonna say yes um, yeah i, I, I would assume it. it's the chorus because it's the only thing that really repeats like that so I, yeah. I would assume so yeah yeah i'm i'm into it i i listened to it more than once and it wasn't i listened to the album then listened to it again i listened to the next song halfway and went I'm just going to go back for a second. I'm just going to go back for a second. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I could definitely listen to that for like another two minutes because when it ended, it was like, excuse me. Yeah. Hello. I, I want more. Give it to me, please. I I agree because uh, yeah, like the, the, the runtime of the song was short, but like, it serves the it serves the entire album well. It serves the track well. Like I think it got out what it needed to. But yeah, you kind of just want to go back and listen to it again. Oh yeah. Um, I love the the nice slow beat and like there's like a slow syncopation with the synths and the drums. Like the synth kind of comes in between the drum beats. Mm-hmm. I, I I really enjoy stuff like that. Um, the fast flow of the lyrics over the slow beat was kind of a unique contrast. I really enjoyed that. And then yeah, when the chorus kicks in with like. Those again, vo- I, I think he's using a vocoder. I think it's called vocoder, vocoder, either or. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, using that in the chorus to just kind of like sing. That was a nice like uh, pullback. So just relax for a minute before we get to the next verse. But yeah, absolute low key banger. Dog Ears is a fantastic track. I, I am into it from someone who doesn't really listen to hip hop. I'm into it. It is now on my favorites playlist. There are there are good hip hop albums out there, especially weird ones like this. Uh, depending how weird and heavy you like things, we would have to do Death Grips one day. It has it, been All right. it's been called industrial hip hop. Ooh, that's intriguing just from the description. I'll give you three songs to listen to after this podcast, and then you report back to me tomorrow. This is your homework. All right, all right. I'll give you my, my my three favorite Death Grips tracks, which we're not going to go into now because we're talking about Malibu Ken. <laughs> Yes. So, um, speaking of bangers, wow, uh, this this next song I just find very, very impressive. It's Acid King, the first single that teased the entire album and got people super excited because this is a very, very minimal hip-hop track, but it is extremely unique considering what you, what, what you usually get out of hip-hop and rap. It's very much drum and percussion-like driven that and bass mm-hmm. too whereas this was like you don't get any sense of percussion till the very end of the song and so this made this fantastic eh. oh uh, no i i'm not i'm not knocking your opinion um because obviously you kind of you know 
have more of a, a sense of what you like and whatnot. I'm kind of just figuring out when it comes to this. Yeah. Um, but sort of the I the feeling that I got from it was it's like the first time that they're playing together, but they're not trying to kind of play off of each other. It's just they're sort of playing their styles and just sort of putting them together. So it, it did kind of feel it felt very off until the end and then it was over and I was like what the hell did I just listen to like what is going on so I don't know if that has to do with it saying acid king maybe I was supposed to feel like I was on drugs but I had no idea what was happening uh to be fair this song is actually based on a true story of a guy Uh, called the acid king and he literally murdered his friend in a forest just like the just like the lyrics uh describe but like to anyone who's heard this track like it's a or even if you haven't like he he's rapping very fast it, although you can hear every word he's saying still, again, that, that articulation's like second to none. The flow is so impressive. And the, again, there's no drums. He's literally rapping over this kind of like minimal type, like bass synth that's kind of like doing its own own little rhythm. Dun, 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 dun. And like, that's all it is. And then you get the other, like the, the pulsing synths that kind of come in every once in a while and everything like that. I don't know. This, to me, because he was able to pull it off without drums or percussion and still kind of make the song stand out, uh, is so enjoyable. I do have mixed feelings about the ending, where the drums finally kick in. Uh, because like I feel like it's a con- cool conclusion to the story, especially if you're following the lyrics. But at the same time, I kind of like how the track carried itself without the percussion. So I would be curious to know if they could rework the ending without the drums, but obviously you won't agree with me on that one. I I agree to disagree. Um, I, in all honesty, wasn't really paying much attention to the lyrics, so I could have been sort of missing how certain things, you know, work together. Maybe it had to, you know, representation of some lyrics, but um, I listened to it and was kind of like... Eh. If if you listen to this while paying attention to the lyrics, I think it makes more sense why there isn't drums because it's like it's telling the story. It's I imagine in my own head, it's like you're sitting around a campfire and then Aesop's telling you this story. And so like it's a very personal type thing. But then it's kind of like it turns into a movie at the end where it kind of like it fades out from the fire scene. And then you just see like Aesop walking through a field and like that's where the drums kick in because he's like he's leaving the scene and the story's over type thing. So it's just kind of yeah. concluding. And the credits start rolling. Halfway through the album. <laughs> but yeah, I I particularly like this one. But that's okay, we can move on to the next one now. Yes. So, next song, Suicide Big Gulp. What a name. It made me want a big gulp. I, I'm imagining I what a Suicide Big Gulp would look like. It'd probably be like a bucket of paint worth of, <laughs> worth of uh, uh, like slushy or whatever. I don't even remember anymore. Slurpee, that's what it is. Yeah, a big gulp with, like, arsenic in it. Oh, boy. <laughs> mm, yummy. Tasty. Uh, this one, to me, had, a, like, a lot of uh, 90s rap and hip-hop vibes, along with that synthwave feel that tobacco usually brings to things. So, yeah. like, I, it was a, it was kind of a neat combination. I enjoyed this one. It doesn't sound, like, way too different from the rest of the album, but, like, still enough that I'd point out that specific note. Uh, going off that, it, to me, it kind of felt sort of the same as the last one just surface um i was waiting for something to stick out and it just sort of 
was very constant and then it was over. Yeah. So. Fair enough. Cause actually my next point is that, uh, it sounds cool, but kind of blends in with the rest of the album. Yeah. Like, yeah, the, the, nothing really stood out. I think like the third verse was probably the best part. Cause there was like all these like low, like humming sounding basses, or maybe it's just literally vocals. Gotta, gotta, uh-huh. I, I feel like I gotta keep burping. <laughs> Take it easy <laughs> on the beer, buddy. But yeah, um, <laughs> Just there was like this low humming in the third verse that I, I really liked. It was a good addition to the song, but yeah, yeah nothing was too like emphasized here. It's just kind of there to fill time on the album, and that's fine, I guess. I mean, but that's about all I have to say about it. Yeah, we we could take that time and added the rest of it to the end of Dog Years. Let's do that. Possibly, yeah, because <laughs> there are those tracks where yeah, like they'll kind of like change instrumentals just towards the end and like tease like another track type thing. Yeah. And then so and you're like, oh, I really like this. Oh, it's over. Okay. <laughs> and speaking of uh blending a little too, we'll just go to the next track, I guess. Unless you have anything else to say about Suicide Big Gulp? No, no, I feel like I know where you're going with this next one and I'm uh, eager to get there. One plus one equals thirteen, next track. And I feel like these were like kind of the same song, just extended. First line, and I quote is it just me or are these last few sounding close to the same? End yeah. quote. And this is another one of those tracks too, where uh, Tobacco has his vocoded course uh, come in over top of a, like this straightforward talking and rapping of Aesop. So I enjoy stuff like that. I like when that happens, but other than that, yeah, like this, there wasn't anything that stood out too much about this track. And out of the ones that kind of blend in, this one was like a little lower for me. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I tried to get the most that I could out of it, but just not a lot to do. Yeah, nothing really memorable sort of stuck out to me. Um, And even the kind of call and answer sort of feeling with the vocals couldn't save it for me. It was just sort of, I listened to it as I listened to the whole album, but I don't think I would revisit it as an individual track. Yeah, fair enough. And I guess that's kind of why this was a one-off project to begin with, because maybe they just had some ideas that they wanted to, like, work out together and see what they could do. Because, yeah, if they ever did make a second album, I would hope, certainly hope that, like, you would expect more and, like, they would evolve more. But at the same time, just, it doesn't feel like there needs to be one, so. Yeah. that's. I mean, I'm fine with that, too. Yeah. But, but we're not even at the end of the album yet. We're almost there. Almost there. Yes. Song number nine, Churro. God, I love churros. Mm, yummy. <laughs> I haven't had one in forever, though. I don't think I've actually ever had one. Yeah, I honestly don't remember, but now that I'm celiac, it's probably been way too long. Over three <laughs> years, at least. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So I will say this about Churro. Uh, it, it's, it starts out way more exciting than the previous two tracks. It, like, it already feels different. Like, a new song finally started. Yeah. Like, I got that feeling from it. Like, because I've mentioned the song's blending, but, like, I like how the instrumentals kept, a like, a tonal consistency to the entire album. Mm-hmm. But it did feel different enough that I was like, okay, this is definitely a new track. I didn't like it at the beginning. Um, uh, in the middle, I started to get into it, and then it was over. And I know that that's kind of going to be a uh, a trend with some of these shorter songs that it's kind of, okay, I, I'm don't really okay i see what they're getting into oh it's gone yeah <laughs> okay it and funny enough i have my next note is actually kind of like that because i said because of its length this kind of feels like a demo that made it to the album 
Yeah. Like, it didn't feel like a complete track. It just kind of ended suddenly, and it's just like, oh, I, I, I was expecting a little more of a like a reprise at the end there, or maybe yeah. they're just going to like add a little something to drag out the song. But, yeah, it ended, it ended, it ended, I can talk. Ended very quickly. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't have much to it. I guess it's it was more of a, uh, okay, like, I, I like this. I'm listening. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. Boo. Same with me. That's pretty much all I have to say about it. But now we get to the 10th and final song Ooh. of this project, Purple Moss. Yes. And I will say that I do like this song as an ending. Uh, the vocals feel, like, really tired, which actually mm-hmm. kind of suits it as an ending. Uh, the sweeping synths are a nice touch at creating imagery, like in your head and everything like that. So it felt really cool. And also the slide guitar added to this song was a really nice touch too. Like I, it added a lot to the feeling, kind of made it feel more emotional. So yeah, I don't know. This this song I feel was the best ending to this album. I I like that the tempo kind of added a calm resolution to the album. So like you i enjoyed it at the end because it was just sort of it didn't leave like the last couple of albums that we've reviewed i feel like the end kind of was like the end maybe and it kind of it didn't feel like it sort of ended on a down note or was like the end and that's kind of how i felt with this one where it was like when you when you walk away from it you're like okay it's it's in a night tight neat little package and it's it's finished and and i like that and to be honest about this whole entire album it kind of taught me to give entire songs a chance instead of just the first 30 seconds because they do change so much and there are parts in songs that i like in the middle or at the end that i didn't like at the beginning yeah but i didn't really realize that until i listened to this song i'm like okay this I, I'm gonna have to change the way that I uh, that I listen to music, which is awesome. I didn't expect that. I'm kind of the same way with that. Whereas, like, not that I like, I'll try to always listen to a song on the way through as much as I can. But I do find like, yeah, sometimes the best part of a song that I don't necessarily find interesting comes later on in in like the time frame of it, mm-hmm. and that hearing that part could actually boost my opinion of the song yes, yes. so like you, you don't think much about it in the beginning but then when you finally hear this part that you really like and like oh that sounded really cool so the next time you listen to that song again not only are you anticipating that but like you can see where everything is leading yes yes it's like kind of seeing the end of a movie and then going and watching it again with the end in mind and you're like all of this makes sense now i get the movie or just simply watching one quentin tarantino movie once yeah, I don't you get, get that. You, oh, you, no? You uh, watch Quentin Tarantino? I, uh, I mean, I don't I, watch all this stuff. <laughs> I'm not much of a movies person, uh, but uh, I have seen Pulp Fiction, and I just watched the whole thing going, there was dancing, adrenaline, maybe guns, Big Macs. I don't know what's happening anymore. You, like, he has a tendency a lot to put, like, a very important moment or even the end at the beginning and then show you how it got to that, like, Reservoir Dogs. Uh, spoiler alert for a movie that's like over 30 years old, like 20 years old. I have not something. seen that. It, it's his very first movie anyways. But yeah, like the, the end is right there at the beginning and you kind of see where everything's leading and then it kind of rewinds. Okay, let's start here now. Blah, blah, blah. And so you just got to kind of follow that. I think he did that with it, Kill Bill in a way too. Okay, not knowing that, um, that's probably why all of that confused me. So, 
All right, thank uh, you. Thank you. I did not know that. And to anyone else who doesn't watch Quentin Tarantino movies, I mean, like, I'm not a huge fan of his, but, like, I do like a few of his movies, so there's that. But now you all know the, uh, the references. <laughs> okay, so that is the album. We're done talking about it now. So we can actually yes. move on to the song rankings and find out where we put everything. And this is where I think we're going to have, like, a lot of different uh, opinions on certain things, especially with uh, your idea of Acid King. That still, that still kind of freaks me out. <laughs> Yeah, there will be another episode, right? 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 Th- that depends. The next five right? minutes is, is going to make or break that. Oof, oof, my pa- my palms are sweaty, et cetera, et cetera. Mom's spaghetti. Okay. <laughs> uh, memes are funny, kids. Uh, that's how we interact with the young kids. Oh, Lord. Okay, so for song number 10, I have 1 plus 1 equals 13. Uh, and actually, just just on this note, too, uh, yeah, maybe this week we'll, we'll go a little less into detail about songs at this point since we already have... Uh, we'll get through the song rankings just a bit faster. But yeah, my number 10 is 1 plus 1 equals 13. Mine is Suicide Big Gulp. Alrighty then. Which, again, makes sense. Uh, mine's not too far away from that spot. Yeah. There's not a whole lot going on with that track. But uh, my number 9 is Save Our Ship. 1 plus 1 equals 13. Ooh, close. one off. We've had a few of those now. <laughs> <laughs> And Suicide Big Gulp is too off and everything like that. But we still have like eight more songs. Actually, no, seven more songs since this one can't match. Seven more songs to get at least one. Ooh, I think we will somewhere. I I feel like we're going to. Uh, So my number eight is actually Suicide Big Gulp. Acid King. There it is, yeah. Boo! Everyone boo Savannah! See, for the video, I you know what? I can give them multiple reasons to boo me. It's fine. Um, I For the video, I just cover my mouth. So everyone listening to it in audio is, oh, I know what she said. In video, we're just going to dub it with just something else. You know, oh, no, just- I'm going to expose you. I edit this podcast. I'm going to expose you for the fraud you are. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, it. I broke her. Uh-oh. Podcast is over. <laughs> And by the way, anyone watching on the YouTube version that sees a big red chunk on the side of my face here, that's from a mask tan. I have my very first mask tan. (gasps) I'm double vaxxed. I went to a football game this past Monday, and the sun was right there on my face all day, so boom, I got a big red tan on the side of my face. And there's a white line, too. (laughs) I always get sunglass tans, but I get nowhere except for my nose, and that's it. Not on my cheeks, nothing. Well, I was, uh, yeah, I was wearing the mask for the whole game, so I had it over my nose, and then I had sunglasses on, So this, and then I had a hat, so this is literally the only portion of my face that was in the sunlight. Okay, that makes it, that makes it more funny. Yeah, it does. It, it just looks weird. I think I have a little bit on my other side, too, but yeah. That's funny. Anyways, more song rankings, because that's what people want at this point. Mine yes. is Corn Maze. All right, we are, we are on what? Number, number seven? seven? yes. All right, Churro. So corn and churro. So we could put we put the food over here. Yummy. And the the, the uh, big gulp is behind us. All right. So, god damn it, my number six was churro. <laughs> Again, one off. Well, well, we still have what five more that we can P- potentially yes. Uh, purple moss. I see. Well, that's obviously not going to be a <laughs> one of those. It's not going to be a match. Yeah, the next one won't be either. So. No, because my number five is Swordbox. Save our ship. Save our ship. 
And again, anyone watching, uh, I, I write down her so I can all put it in the episode. So above our heads right now, you can see our like little ranking things. Actually, it's above yeah. my head specifically. So you Although can expose last, me a second time. Last week for uh, Dream Theater, I had to make it above both of our heads because it was just there's so many songs that I couldn't put 24 songs on one side of the screen. Oh, jeez. So 12 on one side, 12 on the other. All right, so my number four, God damn it, we did it again, Purple Moss. We're just one off of like this entire thing. This is insane. Yep, mine's corn maze. <sighs> Jesus, it's trying to kill me here. That's okay though. I think we uh, we got off a little too easy on the daughters episode for sure because we had <laughs> we were like three for ten, and yep. then last week we had the we had the sandwich thing. We had the worst and best match, but everything else wasn't. Yep. So this I feel week, like our our number one is going to be the same, and if not, it's going to be real close. I would think it has to. I think it actually has to. My number three is Dog Ears. You ruined it. <laughs> my, my, mine is Sword Box. Sword Box. I figured that when you were first talking about Dog Ears and Tuesday, I, I figured those would be your top two. Like I just had it in my head. Uh, so then Well, I'm I mean, they are. <laughs> well, then. <laughs> I can spoil it now. Because <laughs> uh, number two, like, I have a feeling our number one's going to be the same then since we praise it so highly. But my number two, my number two is Acid King. Mine's Tuesday. No! <laughs> no! How? We were talking so well about it. I swear. I swear to you, I didn't change it. Oh, no. We didn't match anything. This Pearl Jam all over again. Uh-oh. That's a that's an episode one reference for those of you who haven't tuned into that one yet. Yeah, go uh, listen to it. It's the I best. I guess it's a spoiler alert too, but still, you can see where we rank songs on that one. Yeah, obviously, yeah. my number one is Tuesday because yep. it's just the best damn track on the album. What what could be better than that? Mine is mine is Dog Years. Um, the uh, the modulated talking, singing, whatever the hell it is, it sold me. It sold me, and I enjoyed it a lot. Fair enough, but I. Oh, man, Tuesday, though. Tuesday was so much fun. Well, I ranked them the same. I just had to pick which one I wanted to listen to over and over, so. You ruined it. <laughs> okay, so we agree We agree on absolutely zero this week, so I don't have to change the color of the text for any songs. So anyone who watches the episodes, on the YouTube version, that is, mm -hmm. uh, usually I'll highlight the golden yellow songs that we actually match on. This will not be added to our uh, matching playlist now. But now it's time for the album rating itself. We rate the record. We rate this big, ugly boy right here. I'm holding up the record to the audio listeners. Okay, put it down. Put it down. Oh, <laughs> too I'm much. Just... There's too many. There's too many wilted band aids. There. Now I've just got the mask on. I'm just gonna make. I'm gonna make you feel bad because you make me, me feel bad during this episode. But you I know it's. It. Can't it's not that know. bad until you start blinking, and then I just don't I don't appreciate it at all. It's a little crooked on the eyes there. If anyone wants to see what I look like, you have to watch the YouTube version. I'm incentivizing you to do it. I hate it. I hate just, it so much. Press, because I got my headphones on, it's pressing against my nose so tightly. <laughs> because I, because yeah. I can't really see. See, that one's fine. <laughs> because I can't really see the detail, you just look like some sort of like homeless, dilapidated SpongeBob. I constantly don't feel good, but I walk around and prove my worth by snotting all over everything, popping Fuck. my zits onto young babies, <laughs> dropping my band-aids into your Starbucks coffee, <laughs> just being the worst possible person I can be. 
What's the rating of this record? God damn it. I'm not done about the band-aids. No. <laughs> okay. So this is actually where I'm going to have to transition screens now because I got to show you all the tier screens. So let's get into that, shall we? All right, so here we are on the record ranking screen. Uh, just a heads up, there's going to be a video probably shortly after this one comes out explaining about the change, or maybe actually, you know, it's probably going to come up before this one, to be honest, but we're recording this way ahead in advance. Anyway, uh, there's going to be a different ranking system. We'll explain that a little later, but we're just going to use this one for now. It's time to rate the record for Malibu Ken's self-titled album. Dun, dun, dun. So you heard our song rankings and you see where we put everything and how we're like enemies now because we have such disagreeances. That's her fault, not mine, by the way, because she has to follow my lead. Also, we tone it down for the podcast. You should just see us outside of this. Oh, it is terrible. We don't even talk until we start recording. Like it's I found terrible. I found out where she lived and I threw rocks through her windows. Okay, like that's how bad it gets. That was you. I had to pay to replace that, you know. Yeah. Ha, ha, there goes your deposit. Bye. <laughs> Damn it. Anyways, now that we're finished disagreeing on that, we, we actually agreed on the album rating itself. Yeah. Though. So that's, I mean, the percentages were slightly off, but it was close enough that we could both got into the same thing. So, Savannah, where did you have this in your percentages? Mine was 65 on point, exactly. On the nose, and mine was actually, uh, mine was on point too. I, I got the haha nice sex number. I got 69%. <laughs> and so on this version of the ranking screen, although again, it's going to be different by the time this video actually comes out. Great, yep. great organization here. Malibu Ken, let's drag it into the image. There we go. There it is. Hi, buddy. Why do we keep picking ones that have faces on the cover? Yeah, we're three for four, huh? <laughs> uh, I'm just uh, thinking about the next two episodes. I mean, no, they, ha they have different things on, but it's fine. But yes, 69 and 65, that's an average of 67%. Therefore, on this rating chart, it is a B-tier album. That's where Malibu Ken ends up. I personally thought it was like it was a fun album. Uh, things kind of blended in, so that's what really lowered the scores for me. But yeah. I, I, I like it where it is. I mean, it's not that bad. It, it is in good company. I mean, I like the Dream Theater one as well, but it just happened to fall within the 60 to 70 range as well. So, I mean... It is in good company. There are some songs on the Malibu Ken one that I really liked and some other ones that just weren't weren't hitting it for me, you know? And also, I'm updating this in real time in front of everyone's eyes because of the percentages orders. We go in order two. Malibu Ken actually higher. rates better than Dream Theater because I believe Dream Theater was really 62.5 because we both had the exact same rating. So you call me a fraud having a hip-hop album from me ranked higher than a dream theater album i am officially a fraud to everyone i know to my family to my friends and to myself a band that you've been sorry. listening a band that you've been listening to for like what 20 years and yes you've rated hip-hop higher than that is it really who am now? i who am i this uh, I'm, I'm gonna let you in on a little secret i i wanted to do this podcast to simply give you an existential crisis like that's my main goal <laughs> only took four episodes i am emotionally weak Ooh man i th th that 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 goes well for me that i'm very good at doing this apparently <laughs> Uh, this was this is fun though. This is it's definitely opening my eyes to things that not only 
have I not heard of, I probably wouldn't listen to on my own accord, or I kind of pigeon myself, pigeonhole myself into specific genres and branching out and listening to other things. It's you kind of hear ref or, um, references and kind of uh, sort of relations from different genres because people will take different. Uh, can't think of the word right now, but uh, yeah, you know. Etc. Etc. I'll let you figure that out on your own time. But by the time you figure it out, the episode will be over. Because guess what? We're at the end of the episode. Damn it. Maybe next time we'll write it down. Yeah. <laughs> I should. But hey, if you made it this far, that means you must have liked the episode. So again, if you're watching the YouTube version, you can always hit like and subscribe because yes. again, the support is fantastic. We love you all and we really want to build up this community. We have high hopes for this show and we hope you do too. Yeah, And don't forget to hit the bell because we do premiere our episodes on Monday morning. So you will get a notification as soon as it goes up. So if that is something that interests you, clicky clicky. But also, too, if you need those, uh, you know, reminders, of, especially of the YouTube premieres, you can always follow us on Facebook and Instagram mm -hmm. at Rate the Record Show because uh, then every Friday morning a post goes up with the link to the YouTube premiere for Monday morning, so you can always get it there too. But still, yeah, why don't you go ahead and subscribe? That'd be very nice. It's Rate the Record podcast, but it'll be in the description. Oh no, it is. <laughs> I'm, so, <laughs> I'm so good at it. I'm so good at this. Uh, to those of you unaware, I, I also have a community radio show called Rock on a Record, and so like, even yesterday while I was recording that show, I said Rate the Record at the very end. Oh, this is getting confusing. But Twitter is just simply at rate the record too. Yeah, and actually, it, yes. if you're watching the YouTube version once again, it's been up above our heads this like entire time. So by all means, whatever it says there is the correct one. So go ahead and <laughs> find yeah, that. Yeah, don't listen to us. Don't listen to us. <laughs> go to our link tree, which is in the description below. And same with yeah. the audio people. By all means, uh, in the description of this podcast, you can get the link tree or find the link there. Follow us on socials. It's all gonna be okay. I promise. Yep. And it's only up from here. And maybe eventually correct. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you very much for tuning in this week to hear Malibu Ken if you haven't checked out the other episodes yet you can always find those on our YouTube channel or the other audio platforms link in the description everything it's going to be somewhere so that way you can just binge listen to our stuff now we have four episodes so you can actually binge but before we go we just want to make a quick note about next week's um Let's say big day next week. Ooh, this is exciting. Uh, we don't want to give away too much, but yep. uh, clear your schedules. Yep. Um, I'll, I'll say this. You know, I'll say this much. There's more than one episode going up on Monday next week because we couldn't just decide on one particular album for a very specific reason. Yep. And for those paying attention closely in the music world, you might know exactly what we're getting at. But if you don't, well, then you're going to have to wait until Friday when we spoil it on social media. And then next Monday when we actually premiere them. Yes. Talk about binging. You are going to have so much to binge after next week. Oh, it, it, there's there's going to be a lot. It technically is still only episode five, though. There's no episode six. It's an episode 5A and an episode 5B. So it's all mm -hmm. within the same kind of vein, umbrella, whatever thing. Yes. I'm excited. But that's then, and this is now. And yes. once again, we're going to say thank you very much for tuning in. We hope to see you again next week. Have a great week. Listen to some great music, and we'll see you again real soon. Bye-bye.